here we go, episode 6 2. Get out of the six rumble. Let's get ready to rumble! Find Cantona and Hori. Sean. Corzo. Uh, Sean, stick, stick with Corey, yeah, that's what I got called. It'd, like, no, it'd be like a view for the terrace. McClendo, Cantona, and Sean. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's it going, lads? Good, good, good. Good. <clears throat> good. The Cabbage are back this Saturday. Scotland are back in the Euros. David Gray got a hero's... <clears throat> uh, I was going to say a hero's welcome, but that doesn't quite make sense. And... Uh, Lewis Miller got his first call-up and caps for the Australian national side, so it's been a pretty good week for Les Cabage, I would say. Uh, Liam, how's your how's your week been, mate? I was obviously wasn't on last week. What's your? Do you want to tell everybody what we've what we finished today? Oh, apart right, from right. each other off. Yeah. Eh? What are you saying, Sean? Just saying, apart from finishing each other off. Come on now, this is a family-friendly show, isn't it? Jesus yep. fucking Christ. No, um, week's been good, mate. We, for the last, what, nine, nine-ish days, yep. uh, me, and, me, Craig, and a, and a couple of other boys in, in a group chat have been doing the 1,100 player challenge. And we challenge ourselves to name, that have played in Scotland in the SPL either, 100 goalies, 400 defenders, 400 midfielders and 200 strikers. And it sounds easy, but I tell you what, it was an absolute slog in those last like 70 in the defenders and midfielders and even like the last 20 strikers because there was some contentious contentious decisions on where to put put players. But we finished it. We named 1,100 players and... Yeah, that's it. So now we just know that we're absolute fucking geeks. That sounds like quite a waste of time. Nah, see, it was it good started, fun. <clears throat> like there was time, there was a period where you could tell that there was at least five people active, and it was just boom, 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 boom. Names were flying in, but we did have a couple of caveats to it, and that it was so from the SPL era, so from '98 onwards when it rebranded, like when the split happened. Um, and they had to have made 10 appearances, at least 10 appearances. The only deviation we made for that was defenders. We went down to five because we were absolutely fucking struggling. I was only like for the last 50 or something. Though. Yeah, we were absolutely struggling. It took us, took us about six of the nine days to just go through the defenders in total. But it was decent. Like, it'd be, if, if, you're ever, if you're ever bored, it's a good, it's a good way to... Pass a bit of time, although Aye, it's did, a good way to pass nine days. Yeah, we did I kept waking in, up. You're stressed. Yeah, and there was like, we, we decided to adopt um, VAR measures. So when players were put in, that had to be double checked on appearances um, and for certain positions. So we categorised wingers, for example, as midfielders. Um, and then there was an argument about players such as Melkerson, should they be classed as a right winger? Because that's where the majority played. Um, so, yeah, that was Sketcher's boy got a bit uptight about that. Didn't but no, that. other than that, it was it was good. Mark, you seem like you're riveted by this and you're definitely going to be trying it yourself. I definitely won't be. I'd rather I don't just... know, Mark. Next time, next time me and you got a drink in you, I bet you will try it in <laughs> nah. one night. No, I did one night, aye. And it's only players that have played for Man United. 
players have played for Man United and Hibs. Uh, I have Sean, seen it done it? before though when we've been sitting in a gaff and naming the top 100 Hibs left backs or something like that like something <laughs> ridiculous Sean it seems like something will be right up your street I used to I used to do like the A to Z for like players like the surnames and that you ever done that? So like it sounds, so, like, so, so, sounds so, like wee boy stuff compared to what we've just done. Oh, definitely, it definitely is. But we weren't really trying to fucking waste nine days of our life. It was more like wasting a couple of hours on the way up to Aberdeen or Dundee right. on, a, on a bus. So like I would, we would all name a player with the letter A, and then B, and then all, all work our way through. And then obviously, if you can't name one, you're it. But then so obviously then you, you name could, a so you name a player A B and then C, and then is it D, and then E after that. <laughs> and then you would just put what random stipulations on it. So, so nah, no, is a uh, cringeworthy as you want, but <laughs> that was good. Though. That was good. Um, so I the cabbage are back this weekend. Away to Ibrox. We need to be very careful with our language now, as a certain word has been categorised as a sectarian slur. What so... ones are that? Uh, it's the one that starts with an H and sounds like bun. Ah. Yeah. So we need to be we need to be very careful. We don't want to bring any legal. We don't want to be cancelled. No, we wouldn't be cancelled anyway because we are the rambling. We do what we want, but in this instance, we will bow to the to the laws that <laughs> um, we live by and an SNP Scotland. You're wolf uh, one, by the way. Yep. Uh, Saturday, Ibrox. Mark, what are you thinking? You're because you're uh, part of the elite supporters club. You'll be there. We won't be there. Well, how's it? What's your thoughts? I'm well. It's kind of like Tinkas. I'm never probably even less confident going to Ibrox. I know that they've had a bit of a disaster start for Rangers standards, and now they've got rid of uh, Beal and they've brought in a new manager. I was going to say Ian Beal. <laughs> they brought in a new manager so it could be a case where it could be another case where when they brought in Gio and it was his sort of first game he was in the stands and ended up pumping them 3-1 or it could be one of them where it's the first game new manager bounce they're all looking to play for the new manager and we end up being on the receiving end of a pumping but listen it's probably a decent time to play them we're in form they're not in form why no way? We may as well just go and have a go and see what happens. But I'm always excited. I always like going to Ibrox. It's my favourite away day other than Tynecastle. It's just utter hatred and venom. And I just love that right up my street. Yep. Sean, as a resident um, continental football expert, do you have any idea on what we can expect from a Philippe Clement Rangers? Based on what the Monaco fans have said, pretty much fuck all. They were how we were with Lee Johnson joining. What was it, Fleetwood? What was it? What did he move to? Was it Fleetwood? Yeah, Fleetwood. Uh, the Monaco fans were the same, and the Rangers replies about um, Philippe Clement. So, if that's anything to go by, then I'm looking forward to to the weekend. I know he. I think it was three titles in a row he won in Belgium with one club. Other than... he won with. And he also spent 10 million on Jack Hendry. I could win the Says title really. Circle Bruges in Belgium. Um, doesn't really 
hit the standards or the expectations of what a Rangers manager should maybe have in their CV, if, if I'm being honest. If I was one of the people and the supporters of the biggest club going about, then yeah, that, that wouldn't fill me with much confidence, especially the replies that were in all the all the messages leading up to it and stuff. But listen, time will tell. Have you spoken to many Monaco fans, Sean, about him? Um, yeah, I spoke to loads when I was in Italy the other week, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you I didn't know you spoke German. Only Dutch. <laughs> uh, as a staunch man yourself, Liam, as Sean says the comments for the Monaco fans, I did note myself when uh, the new Rangers manager was announced. Uh, some of the comments were he's six foot three and bald. I wouldn't want to mess with him and I hope the players didn't. I think that came from one of the very few reputable uh, Rangers sort of podcasts. And then one of the comments I noted was that given, you know, given how successful they've been on the pitch this season, thinking that hopefully he'll get to that. One guy uh, commented that he was fuming when he got his press photos taken, that his shirt was tucked into a pair of jeans and not, in fact, suit trousers. <laughs> um, do you think that Philippe will uphold the traditions of a, of a true Rangers man? And demand suits not. before home games and brown brogues and all the other fucking. I don't think they have a choice, eh? I don't even think it's a manager's thing. Well, yeah. what's he going to wear on the touchline? That's the most important thing. A sash. <laughs> With a flute <laughs> in his back pocket. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, There's See, just on them for a second, right? I've noticed. So you, you notice it on social media big time. Like. The last couple of weeks, like Celtic fans, right, are just pure weird. Like they're the Celtic fans are the boys that you used to avoid at lunchtime because you were just like, I'm no fucking being anywhere near them because that just damages any credibility you have. And they stunk. Yeah. Whereas Rangers fans are just full on mental. Like they're just they're just on another planet. See if you had to pick one to be, if you had to choose one or the other, what would who would you choose and why, Liam? Rangers. Why? That was very quick. <laughs> yeah, I like Ibrox better than Parkhead. Fair. Sean? I've never disliked Liam more in my life <laughs> after that response. Um, Celtic. There's, it's what? not even a... It's oh, not even kiss a, me, Celtic. Shouldn't, oh, shouldn't even need Celtic to, ramble. Shouldn't <laughs> even answer that question, if I'm honest. And Mark? Rangers as well. Wow. Because... Celtic because fans, I said Rangers. Celtic fans absolutely stink, and you see them in every single airport, no matter where you go. You could go to some obscure country on the arse end of the world, right? And there'll be some fucking prick with a 2006 yellow Celtic top on. And when I say yellow, I don't mean it's naturally yellow. I mean it's because it's stained with a horrible sweat. The Carlins faded the... and the L's fell off the lar- so it just says Arson and Seven on the back. The correct answer, of course, is uh, neither. I would just choose neither because I don't like either of them. So glad that he's fell into that trap, lads. Cheers. See, just it says more about Liam and Mark, in my opinion. Two disgusting Indians. Um, Although, I, I won't say, the... simply the best at Ibrox when they're coming out the tunnel is an absolute tune. I'm not it's being funny, but they do have a lot of toe tappers, eh? Like, yeah. I kind of know bad songs, like, like not, not very nice songs. But they're, they're quite 
You're like that. <laughs> what was that one? Uh, the uh, Tavernier and Hadji one. What was it? Oh, the Super, Super Trooper. Aye, that was an absolute beauty. That was so good. I was totally yeah, happy. See if that. I end the call, will it end it all for all of us? Because I really <laughs> do want to end it all. I'm sick to death of this chat. Jesus Christ. Let's I move will on. I say the better version was the one that Hibs fans made up in Perth. No, that's one that we can't sing. I no, we can't it. sing that. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just clocked yeah. on that. Yeah. Was it not Ross County away? Uh, that uh, was, no, that it was, was not Livingston. No, it was Perth. It was Perth. It was a, one of the first games. Um, it was this first game of last season. Oh, and then it's, yeah, yeah. And then it spread to the Mallard and the Centre Spoons in Livingston. Um, so, I, no, I don't, I don't, re- I don't really know what to expect. Because um, I don't like Rangers have absolutely zero pace, so it depends on whether they want to flood the midfield or not. I think either way they set up could really benefit us. Like I have moistness thinking about Yuan and Boyle running it, Barisic and Tavernier. I hope they play Desmond because they're fucking shite. Yeah, that Lammers is a, that Lammers is like. If you like Kai Havertz versus the pro ev version of Kai Havertz, like Lammers is Lammers is the pro ev version of Kai Havertz. Lammers is that the big tall guy, the big striker? Yeah, he's like Sakala but taller with no pace. So none like Sakala at all. <laughs> Just shite. <laughs> <laughs> that was another toe tapper, by the way, Fashion Junior. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, I was um, overdone that that song. Waka Waka was overdone. Because it's a question that we've been asked, I'll just ask it now. Does Dylan Levitt get in the team for this game, Sean? Um, um, not for me. I think Monty will stick with four four two, and I think um, Adam LaFondre will come in, and I think it'll be him partnered up top with Venti. Uh, I would want Hanlon in there as well, but no, I think it'll be the same midfield two in the middle. I think he'll stick to his principles. I think he'll is what you were saying there about Boyle and Yuan. I think he'll utilise them a lot and try and push them up as much as we can and ask a lot for them both defensively and attackingly. So I think it'll be a huge, huge opportunity for us to grab something. Yeah, I think Liam, he showed when he came on, I'm not just saying because he got uh, another one, he got called back into the Wales squad this week, I think. Um, He's another one who obviously hadn't, really hadn't been touched at all since Montgomery came in. But I think I seen something the other day for that uh, for the Hibs Observer. I don't know if anybody else is subscribing to that. It's actually pretty pretty decent for the level of content you're getting. Um, that Levitt was second for like progressive passes or something, and he only played like eleven minutes. Um, it, I, Liam, I thought he did look pretty decent when he came on, especially like when we were not trying to see the game out, we were actually trying to chase and go for the go for all three points. I think that's what we've seen from Dylan Levitt though since he's joined the club is that he's got that ability to then pick a pass and go forward. It's just whether Montgomery wants to take that risk and risk taking out it would probably be well obviously it would be Newell or Jago, but if you're going to take one of them out, then it's probably going to be Jago, isn't it? Um mm. to try and go for it. Uh, I Brooks, I can't I I can't see him starting up to be honest, but um no, I think Dylan Levitt will probably end up being a an important player for us this season. 
I hope so anyway, and for the amount of money that we spent on him. Yeah, and who's Mark? Who's the who's the key man going into Sunday? Should it be Ellie coming off the back of his two goals at Tynecastle? Could be. I hope he. I know it's funny to say given he scored two goals, but I hope he plays a wee bit better because apart from the two goals, he was pretty bouffing to be honest. Yeah. Um, but going back to that Jago um, and Leva, I think it's probably more of a game for Jago. I think there'll be times where we've got, they've got periods of sort of sustained pressure and possession. Um, so I think Jago's probably better to break up that play and get us playing forward. But if we find ourselves sort of either chasing the game if we're behind or if we're pushing for a win late on, he's definitely an option. And then I think yeah. Levitt should come into the games, you know, the home games against pretty much every other team in the league. Um, Levitt should start coming in and we should really start like attacking teams head on, maybe given what Jago can. But aye, I think, like you said, the thought of um, Boyle and Yuan running up against Barisic and Tavernier is, is pretty moist. So we need to just keep getting out to them and then just hope that Lafondra with how smart he is can link up the play and then if Venti gets a chance we know he's going to score it as well. You see that? That's, that's a green screen, Sean, so we can see it. Nah. Just speaking of Jago, 80% passing percentage, 59 recoveries, 29, 28, Jules won. So I actually think he's, what Mark said. I actually think his forward passing has gotten a lot better since McNominay came in. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think he looks like a real different player <coughs> to the player that came in halfway through last season. Yeah. He actually carries the ball sometimes, which he never done mm. sort of last season. He, he actually gets, when he gets the ball, he doesn't he just get rid of it straight away. Sometimes, <laughs> not for long, but he can go on a wee run with it and then get He's been playing it. in a wee bit of a different role, though. A wee bit more advanced, doesn't he? Because yeah. he's not really that sitting player with two in front of him. He's part of a midfield too, so yeah. he's having to be a little bit more further forward and do a wee bit more with the ball. And I think it's just kind of showing his capabilities in that and no, for me, he's been one of the ones that has impressed me the most um, so far this season anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Just so because we're going to Ibrox on Saturday, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our favourite um, Ibrox memories. But to switch it up a bit, right, I want to know what one you weren't at that you wish you were at. Because it's pretty obvious. We can all go for like the Gary O'Connor game, eh, the 3-0 with a full stand or... Sprills Hattrick, but I want to know, Liam, from you first, what's the one that you didn't go to that you sincerely regret not going to? Um, the 3-2 one, when Slavka scored the volley. That was good. I think that one. Aye, when we yeah, first came yeah. back up, I was watching it on a perfectly legal Facebook stream. I'm sure, did, were, you not abroad? were you not abroad that day, so you had your... International subscription activated. I think you were. Yeah, I must have. I must have done uh, yeah. for Broxy Bear TV um, yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> That's what I was on. It was about, genuinely it was about five minutes behind the actual game, and um, I was watching that. But I would have loved to have been there. We couldn't get a ticket, unfortunately. You know, the first time that we'd played them since we beat them in the final. So it would have been class to be there, and especially the fact that we'd be them free too as well. Um, I was class, but you know. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I don't think I've seen us win at Ibrox all that often. Same as Tynka, so <laughs> I'm not a good omen for these for these games. What about you, Mark? I've never seen us win at Ibrox. So never. I've been to Ibrox 
like quite a lot. Like I've been to Ibrox like a, a, quite a decent amount of times. I've just never seen us win there. The period of time when we were winning there all the time, like under Lennon and Stubbs and that, like I didn't really go to Hibs games at that point. And then before that, like when I did go to Hibs games, we were absolutely shite. That's when we were getting beat. The first time we went to Ibrox, got beat 4-0. James McPake debut sent off. Um, we met Lee Griffiths in the stand. Aye, aye. So pretty much any time when we've won at Ibrox, I wish I was there. What about you, Sean? I've only seen us lose at Ibrox once. So, uh, complete opposite for Mark. I think we I think we worked it out recently, or not recently, Craig, I think it was last season, I think we worked it out with all the ones that I had maybe been to. And I think, I can't remember what the fucking ridiculous record that is, but I've only seen one draw and one defeat at Easter Road when being in the Hibs end. You mean Ibrox? Um, um, Ibrox. What did I say? I said the Hibs end, Easter no? Road. You said Easter Road. Nah, well, the Hibs end at Ibrox. Yeah. Um, and one of the few occasions that I wasn't there when we won was the Lewis Stevenson one. And I was actually at Murray Park at that time when we, when we won, ironically. so. I was there for that game. I think that's one of the few games that I've seen us win there. I'm trying to remember. I think I've seen us win when we were in the championship. That same, that was the same season that it was our first season in the championship. Eh? Yeah. We won there twice yes. that year, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think I was there for both they, times. Like they, they only had about thirty thousand. I say only, but for for them, yeah. So I, for so for me, the ones that because I've seen like the decent, so the two three nil games was there. Uh, David Murphy scoring, we beat them 1-0 to go top of the league under John Collins, I think, was there. The Ian Mur- the Sproul one was good because Ian Murray got absolute fucking pelters because he just left us for free a few months earlier. Um, but I missed both. They well, I watched the the first one in the championship in a Rangers bar in Tenerife. Um, and it was fucking class. And then probably the one that you've got is your uh, wallpaper, the background shot, I wasn't at that one. So like, those ones, one of the best ones. That one, like, yeah, those ones are ones that that one probably that one the because <clears throat> it was like Scott Allen's first was that not Scott Allen's first game? Aye, Scott, I think it was well. Jamie McLaren's first goal. Anyway, I think he played a couple of games before that, but yeah, it was Scott Allen's return, and he won us obviously the penalty. Yeah, and so Brandon Barker got injured in the first five It was a dive as well. As well, hi, it was. Aye, and I I remember it was a whole makeshift. Side and like John McGinn was at left wing back at one point. Was that not Stevenson and Porteous at centre back? Aye, we had a back three and two of the back three was Stevenson and Porteous, and it was Porteous was just coming through at that point. Mm. So here's hoping that Mark can finally add to his repertoire of not seeing any wins, and we can actually say that we missed out on scenes on Saturday because there's not there's not many better places to have limbs than going to goal up or equalising at Ibrox. Because oh, exactly. such... I concur. Last season, we, I, I can't even go beat, but fucking hell. When Kevin Nisbet scored immediately after the equalised, oh. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I thought I thought I was dead for a minute. I had to pick you up like a little baby. <laughs> I got shoved in the stairs by a police. By a police woman as well. Yeah. No, Excuse that, me, I'm a woman that women police are, officer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to even backtrack that, You're going to clarify what you were saying. Yeah, not that women police officers are weaker than men police officers or anything, but they are. I was off oh. balance, mate. 
That's what it was. So what's if you had if you had to pick a single solitary limb? You so both of yours would be Nisbet's equaliser. Uh, Nisbet's got to go two one up last season. Uh, I brought. Yeah, That'd I think so. Because it's circumstantial. One. I could choose. I could choose Stevenson's volley because I was there for that one. But I think I went more mental at Nisbet's one because they'd just scored like. 10 they were still celebrating. In. They were still yeah, celebrating. I think that's they were what still... made it better. <clears throat> they were still Sean. facing us, shouting abuse at us and all that, and then they hadn't even looked at the pitch and we went to or up. <laughs> it was absolutely the only limbs since then that's topped it was the one recently at Tincastle when we when we equalised in that, that those eight to nine seconds. That's the only limbs since that's topped it. That was a good. That was a because I missed last week. I would be remiss of me to say that that was a good set of limbs. That was incredible, especially down the front because everyone just piled into that corner to get at the heart's end. It was just superb. Uh, Sean, your favourite singular limb? Uh, I um, I I want it. I I would say Slifka's goal, or one of the ones for that game, because of the points that Liam made earlier about being the first time he'd played them and stuff. But that was the first game that I'd went on my own because it was one of my best mates' wedding. So everyone was at the wedding, and I went to the game, and then obviously went to the wedding at night. Um. So I, went probably to the game. Was... I went to that game on my Todd as well, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. And, and, so you uh, in the corner at Ibrox where I killed on. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, eh? imagine. I turned up, I turned, well, no late, but I turned up late to the parking. So I had to park in the schemiest place around the corner for the stadium, surrounded by Rangers fans as well. So that was quite difficult to get out of um, and get back to my car safely. But probably because I was on my own, I probably wouldn't choose that. I would go with McLaren's penalty just with anticipation of, you know, him about to take it. And I was there with Chloe's dad and I chucked him about like an empty trackie after he scored. So, and we were about three or four rows down as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with McLaren's penalty. Mine's, I think, would be, I don't know exactly what goal it is, but it's either Spribble's first or second. Um, And it's only because on the footage with the camera, as the camera pans to Spribble going over at the corner and it pans out, uh, you see me and my granddad, and it's like the only video footage that exists of the period. So I was like 13, 14, jumping about going mad, and he was just like standing with his hands in there like that. Right, it's quality. <laughs> so that's, that's a sentimental limb. Are you quite central in that, in that one, Craig? We're quite near the front, aye. So it's... So it's when the not, camera, I feel like I've seen the image. You just the the guy just like that. He's not shaking his arms or that, is he? He's just no. He still. just uh, he just stands. With I, his, I think I I think I've seen that. Well, I've obviously seen his, it, but I think I've seen him in particular. Well, if you can see it. So there's uh, obviously me, and then there's my granddad. Is that you in the wait, McKay T-shirt? Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the old man next time, is it? <laughs> no, but or the old man in yeah. front of him. Okay, now. A few stone ago, that Craig wasn't all. You're no didn't he play for the Goliaths then, did you? Definitely did not play for the Goliaths at that point, no. Considering you were only 14. <laughs> play for Porksmith back then. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me that you've put on a few pounds since you were 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, where would that have been, 2006? I'm at 15. Uh, so yeah, right. We'll move on to question, really. Nah. Uh, we'll move on to listener questions for this week. Now it's time to enter the Hib Ramble listener questions. And we'll start, as we always do, 
from John McIntosh. What's for dinner? I will kick us off by stating that I had a pepperoni passion from Domino's. Wow. Yep. Are we going to spark the debate over Pizza Hut and Domino's again? No. No. Pointless. Domino's. Domino's is clear. No. Is it though? Yeah, it is. Mark, what do you think? Uh, I prefer Pizza Hut. Domino's yeah, is one too. of the worst pizza takeaway places, in my opinion. Yeah, but Sean, you also eat anything, nothing but pasta, so you're... No, well, he clearly eats a lot about pizza. If he's choosing Pizza Hut, clearly it's good pizza. No, not for me, I'm afraid. It's Pizza Hut over Domino's every day of the week. Domino's is better than Papa John's, at least. I think Papa John's is the worst, and then it's Domino's, and then it's Pizza Hut. I've never had a Papa John's, you know. It's just so fat and doughy. I think we can all agree that Costco is the goat pizza anyway. Costco is great pizza. I like an Asda pizza. Do you know the bit how you can like you've they've got the pizza mm. counter and you can make it? I think their pizzas are class. The stone baked ones. Ah, the they're really ones cheap and all. You get like a meal deal. You get like that a bottle yeah. of juice and a dip for like a fiver or something. Yeah, no, they they are pretty good. I do like uh, those ones. So, Sean, what have you having or had for your tea? Uh, there was a it was roast chicken. Uh, Potatoes and green beans. It's lovely. Really nice. That some, is some teriyaki roast chicken or something. Really nice. All oh, right. There we go. There's the Sean. There's the Sean <laughs> twist. There was it wasn't some, just roast chicken, tatties, and green beans. There was some spice on the on the tatties. Some lovely Asian influence. Uh, Mark, what about you? I had some turkey titties with roast potatoes and uh, a side salad with some vegetable gravy. Nice vegetable gravy, very underrated uh, gravy, I might say. I think it's because I was having turkey, I couldn't have beef gravy because it's not beef. I didn't want chicken gravy, so I opted for vegetable. It's just a bit lighter, isn't it? Just better yeah. with turkey. And seeing as that's two of the healthiest dinners that we've probably had, I've had a pepperoni passion. Liam, what's coming up for, for your taste buds? I'm not actually going to have anything. I'm not hungry at all. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. You're due to get the shopping soon. You've not got no, the shopping soon. No, I've actually, in. actually. So you're going to have some be... kind of frozen, microwavable lasagna, but you're going to get the shops tomorrow. No, I'm actually, we do need a shop, but, <laughs> but I've, I've not been feeling pretty sharp today, so I've not really been eating an awful lot, so I might have like some toast or something later. I'm pulling a Ben Kensel here, but um, that is... I mean, I could probably go a couple of days without dinners. It wouldn't do me any harm. Do you know what would make you feel better if you shaved that atrocious beard? You look like Andrew Tate when he came out. It's jail. really bad, eh? It's really bad. You know what's but bad like... when I can comment that your beard's shit? No, <laughs> mate, hang is right. I was going to shave it the other day, but then Megan had just completely cleaned the bathroom. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to spare myself like the pain. See, you've grown up. Shaving my beard and then... Marriage has changed because the old Liam would have spotted the clean toilet as an as a challenge to mess up almost as quickly as it had been cleaned. So that you're maturing, mate. That wedding ring's obviously <laughs> brought your age up, brought your mental age up to your actual age. Considering, oh, the, I hope so. Anyway, hope the gap so. <laughs> that existed prior. Um, John Tolmey is saying, "Do you ever wonder how small we are in a big world? Yet you're still the best podcast to exist." <laughs> all the time every day we will we will leave that right 
we will leave that to everybody else. We are not. What's the word? Is it Schadenfreude? Is that Schadenfreude? Like we don't want to. Have I just made up a word? I think so. Right? Probably. It's a German like Freud. Like it's definitely got Freud on the end. Sigmund like, Freud. No, he's not. want to blow smoke up our own arse. Is that where you're going with this, Craig? Yeah. Uh, right, we've got an overrated, underrated split between Liam Riley and Billy Sterling. So, overrated, underrated international breaks. Get them to fuck, in my opinion. No, I Actually, love international breaks. I don't man. mind an international break now that Scotland are doing well. So I think I'm going to say underrated because everyone moans about them, but I don't actually mind them anymore. Underrated. I love, I absolutely love it. Ever since we qualified that night when we beat uh, whoever it was on penalties to qualify for the Euros, that since then I love international breaks. Get them with all the boys, you know, even if it doesn't matter if it's Hibs, Hearts, whoever, Rangers, Celtic, get with them all, watch the game at the Boozer, kind of beat it. Sean? Uh, overrated. Yeah. I know you. We are we are club before country, in my I'm opinion. Patriotic of you? No, so am I. But I still I, I enjoy watching Scotland a lot more now than I did. Like, would you rather five ten years ago? Would you rather Hibs won the Champions League or Scotland won the World Cup? Champions League. Champions League. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite go as far because as because we're going to win the World Cup in a couple of years anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's so, all so good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go quite go as far as Rangers fans saying I'd rather the uh, Rangers won a throw-in than Scotland won the World Cup, given how fucking, <laughs> again, strange that they are, that they all seem to hate the country that they're from. They support um, England. Yeah, and Northern Ireland. My answer to that is, I would rather see Scotland win the World Cup. Full flower of Scotland. Is that because you've seen... Is that because you've seen Man United win the Champions League, so it wouldn't quite hold the same? Nah. Fucking if Hibs won the Champions League, it'd be a wee bit different than bloody Man United winning it. No, but I mean like a team that you follow. I'd be a bigger shock. It's not the same. It's not the same because I I don't, like, although I I go to some United games and I I don't, like, overly support them, if that makes sense. Like, I don't care, like, about them as much as I care about Hibs. Imagine the party, though. Your your middle name League. says otherwise, but we'll leave that. At I don't know. I'm just more of a Hibs fan. Much more of a Hibs fan than Man United. As that... Right. Um, well, prove it then. Put your money where your mouth is. Change your name to Mark Stevenson Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Well, um, <laughs> right. Potential controversial one. John McGinn. Overrated, underrated. Overrated. What? Yeah. How? Because he's not underrated, is he? I know, but he's not overrated. Yeah, but that's not the question. I think, for me, I think he's somehow still underrated. And if he wasn't Scottish, he still he wouldn't be Aston Villa anymore. And I think when he was at Hibs, we all rated him, but everyone else didn't rate him. Oh, and then and when he went down south, and then when he went down south, England, uh, the English fans down there went through a phase of like thinking he was fucking shite and terrible, and then the whole of Scotland thought he was outstanding. So, Just for me, right? Based purely on Hibs, I would say overrated. Yeah, that's that's where I was coming from. But if you were asking me now, then I would say underrated. I think like, purely on Hibs, underrated, just because we all knew how good a player he was and how good a player he would become. Yet we still got, what was it, two million quid or something like that. When in reality, if he was rated properly, we would have got a hell of a lot more. A and a lot of people point. were saying, oh, it's, he's, he's the player now 
because he's at Aston Villa, but we seen that player when he was at Hibs. Yeah, I just think that there was there was more. I just think we as supporters got extremely lucky to see the midfield that we did at the time that we did, and they all sort of brought the best out in each other. I don't think any of them, whether it be McGinn, McGeoch, or Allen, were as good in a Hibs midfield without the other beside them. So, uh, right, Thank next one. Next one, uh, Ryan Porteous. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm close to the middle on that one, but I would say yeah, me, me too. Overrated. I think I would be. Aye. I think for me, I because I felt when he first broke through, like I told anybody would listen, I was like, this guy's going to make Cubs a fortune, and he'll be a first choice pick for Scotland, and I've kind of been proven half right with it. I well, think five hundred grand is a lot of money. I'd be happy with five hundred grand in my bank account. Um, Porteous, when he was at Hibs, right, he was like the main man, right. So he, he felt like he needed to do things that sh- he shouldn't have done, like all those sort of behind the defence passes and like the runs into midfield. And he was playing at CDM at one point. Whereas now that he's went to Watford, he's no longer the main man, and he in yeah. Scotland as well, he's no longer the main man. So he can just do his job as a centre half. And him just doing his job as a centre-half, he's now excelling, whereas at Hibs, I feel like he just done a little bit too much and made too many mistakes because of it. Could we yeah. call him then underrated? No, Because of what he's doing now? No, because I, it's... It's mm, a hard one. I just on his time at Hibs, I would say overrated. Because there was a lot of moments in a Hibs jersey where made a lot of mistakes and did a lot of things wrong. But like I said, I think that's only because he felt like he had to risk... Make the, take these risks. Yeah. Uh, right. Next one, Kevin Nisbet. Underrated. Underrated. Overrated. Underrated. Underrated for me. Nah, overrated for me. I feel like people after like, even in the first season that he joined, you know that sort of thing that happened with Birmingham and stuff when his head was turned and people kind of turned on him. But he was still scoring goals, and but people just weren't really that fussed for him. And I think it was the same the following season as well, up until he got injured. People weren't really that fussed for him, but I still think that he was one of the best players on the on, on the roster. People and, turned um, on him when he stopped scoring goals at that period when I think Martin Boyle got injured. I think Kevin Nisbet was like our only like good player at the time. He was playing so deep. Yeah, that was exactly. that was. Another part of the problem, he was playing so deep, he had no support, and people were turning on him because he wasn't scoring goals. But you know, if no one's getting the ball to him, he can't do it all by himself. But and then when was... he came back last season, after you know he, he came back from injury, then everyone saw the the real Kevin Nisbet way when he gets a bit of supply, then he's uh, he's lethal. But I would still say underrated because I just really liked him. I think Hibs fans massively underrated his impact. Oh yeah, even like when he didn't score, like his his off the ball work, his his um like how much effort he put into games and like it was like he he left everything on the pitch every game. Nah, not having that at all. Nah, I did. He nah. did. His attitude, his attitude at times was absolutely rank rotten. So you can't say that he left everything on the pitch every game because he didn't. Nah, Maybe not every game, game, but I, mo- most of the time. Nah, I I'm not even this Like ever since he didn't get his move to Birmingham, up until he got his his injury, he was honking. 
I don't know. I wouldn't say he was honking. Like I'm, done... I'm, I'm with Craig in regards to his attitude and his, he, he very rarely gave us everything that he, in my opinion, could have possibly gave us. He but did from I, January this year till they left. Like I'll yeah. give him his due on that. From January till the end of this, the end of last season, he definitely did. Um, and for me, he was a very frustrating player to have and to watch. Like when him, Doidge, and Boyle in the COVID season were obviously like tearing it up, and then, um, and then obviously everything that happened with his dad missing the penalty, he didn't really recover for that. And then he he had issues with the formation and the shape, like under Maloney and playing deep, and that's what frustrated me. I feel like we never. After like the COVID season, I don't feel like we really utilised his strengths um, yeah. or appreciated what he could have gave us if we'd maybe done other things differently. But then that comes down to the management more than anything else. And then when we played to his strengths towards the end of the season, you know, you can see what he done. If 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 he didn't apply himself the way he did at the end of last season, we wouldn't have obviously got where we got. Yep. No, I agree with that. Uh, Alex McLeish. As a manager. Solely as a manager. So not... Obviously not what he done when he left and that, but his time at Hibs. I still think he's underrated for that. Uh, he's, he's underrated for me. Yeah. Like he took us from the first. I know there's. I don't know if you could say he should have maybe kept us up without going down, but he basically took us from the first division to Europe within two seasons of getting promoted. Yeah. And his record against Hearts was incredible as well. I don't think, off the top of my head, he maybe lost maybe one I, derby. I, I, I was just about to say, I was going to ask you if like, he'd lost one. I can't recall too well, many his, defeats, his, if any. His time at the club coincided with Sozzy being a player. And Sozzy um, didn't lose. Sozzy didn't lose. Aye. So, maybe... Same as Marvin Bartley. Yeah. So, aye, I'd, I'd go under... That Hibs team were so good to watch at times, man. Like, players like Zatelli and... Uh, Paco Luna, Mixu, John O'Neill, Ulrich Lawson, great player. Player. Any, I suppose you two are a wee bit too young to appreciate McLeish, aren't you? Yeah, too fresh faced. Of an education piece there for them, Craig. Yeah. Uh, right, and the last one for Liam is Cadbury Eclairs Sweets. Underrated. Depends have, on the temperature uh, of them. I've never uh, tried yeah, them, so I, I can't comment, but. They need to be kind of. Soft. Warm, soft, yeah. yeah. See, when you eat one and you're so excited to get that wee gooey bit in the middle and it's fucking rock hard, there's nothing worse. Yeah, no, they need to no, be absolutely nothing worse than that. Like, there's not, uh, and just a couple for Billy as well. Billy's just to jump on Liam's cocktails here. Oasis, Listen, the band. If, if this podcast turns into an underrated, overrated, I ain't complaining if we're just going to do that for 45 minutes. Um, jump on Liam's coattails here. Oasis, the band, not the drink. Overrated. Although I do love a bit of Oasis, and they've got so many great bangers and great tunes. But I just Liam's. Think... I'm interested in Liam's the Liam's obviously the artist amongst us. So I don't think you could say underrated for them because they're like. Do you think there's a heavy? Nost- do you think there's a heavy nostalgia bias with them? No, because um, I still listen to their music and it's still absolutely world class. Aye, maybe for some people, but I, I mean, I listen back to their tunes and I, I really like a lot of their tunes. So, I mean, maybe more for the folk that were there when they first like exploded in the early nineties. Maybe, but I mean, that's no for me to say because I, I don't know. 
I'm going to say so I'd, I'd probably say slightly overrated. I would lean towards overrated just because of you can't really call them underrated, to be honest. I'm going to say slash in the middle because you can't say they're underrated because they're one of the most revered bands of all time, but they're definitely yep. not overrated because they're the best band of all time. Uh, next one is Drake. I'll probably upset a few people, maybe not on here, but I think he is severely overrated. Yep. Um, I feel like everyone talks about Drake. I just, really, he's... really, really liked his first couple of albums. I can't remember. I think it was Thank You, Next and Take Care. They were phenomenal albums. But then other than that, and since then, for me, he's only done wee bits and bobs from a collective piece. So all he does is gamble and lose. Like it is Drake's luck that he would bet on Logan Paul to win on points, and that Dylan Danis would get disqualified in like the last two seconds of the fight, making his bet null, <clears throat> like making his bet lose. Liam, again, you're the musician amongst us. Overrated or underrated? It's not really my type of music, so I'd say heavily overrated as well. It's not really my bag, to be honest. There's a couple of Drake tunes that are alright, but I mean the amount that everyone bangs on about him. I mean he's got to be half decent, but it's not really. My sort of thing, eh? So I'm in, gonna his, go... in his genre, in his genre, he's I can see why he's appreciated, but for me, there's far better. I think he's. I think you've got to say overrated, but I do like Hotline Bling. It's a good song. What about uh, you, Mark? Overrated. Any reason why? He's pish. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Here's one. Here's one that I'm already answering. Underrated. A pie in a roll. I'm gonna go overrated. Get the pie, get the roll at the road. Shut up. Fucking vile. Vile. It's extra carbs, isn't it? So many carbs. It's like having a baked potato with a pile of chips next to it. It's just it's carb on carb on carb. It just put you to sleep. I had two Baines pies in a in a roll the other day and they were fucking outstanding. Two pies in two rolls? Yeah, so a pie in each roll. Why not just have a pie? Like, why do you need a roll? What, what, what does that roll add to the party? It adds butter. Just put fucking butter on your pie then. No, because I don't want a buttered pie. I want a buttered roll with a pie in it. What was in your pies? Oh, no. They put sauce the on Bains, it. Have you never had a Bain's pie for Stenhouse? Oh, it's mate. Like spicy. Oh, mate. It's like, it's no spicy It's mince. peppery. It's, yeah, peppery mince, yeah. But it's like runny, runny. It's, runny sauce so, it's the, so the, the rolls catching or the, the extra runny sauce then? Yeah, okay, I, I I'm understand. No, I'm not biting it in this, the, the context Aye. of the pie. Because it's one of them when you bite the crust, it just like sort of falls apart. Like hot lava spewing out. But the, um, yeah. Baines, it's then I was his absolute goal. It's literally right around the corner from me and it's very dangerous because I could eat about six of them like back to back. That's why I have two in a row to stop me from eating four. I have the other. I had the other two from my Brit uh, tea later on though. Monday. So you ate four anyway. Yeah, Monday's two rolls day. on top of it. Monday's you got to keep. Day. You got to keep in that uh, Goliath, the Goliath shape, Craig. Exactly, mate, it, mate. And if I want to keep getting on the BBC, I need to keep the. Can you keep bulking? <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> then I get that shape building Lego pal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Liam underrated, overrated panel roll. I've tried it once. I didn't see the hype. Overrated. Fair enough. 
Edinburgh chippy sauce. Phenomenal. Absolutely underrated. phenomenal. Underrated. Uh, yeah. Hugely. Hugely underrated. I was actually in a um, work call today, obviously, <laughs> with people all around the UK, and I was talking about chippy sauce, how it is an only Edinburgh thing, because we're having a meeting in Edinburgh, and I'm going to bring, do you know you get the milk cartons for the chippy? I'm going to bring in one of the milk cartons and just get everyone to try chippy sauce with our chips. Just pour, just pour it out. Have, have a wee drink of that then, pal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll put it here on your chips, pal. Or I'm... Um... You can get the gold star stuff. I've got a t- I've got a bottle of that. I am going to take it into the office so that I can share it with all of the people that are not from Scotland. You won't like authentic chippy sauce from an actual chippy though. The gold star isn't as good as gold star is a, t- a tad thicker, I'd say. Aye, you want it thin as like an actual chippy sauce. Yeah. So what we say? Just go into a chippy and buy the milk bottles. Aye, underrated for me. Underrated. And- Finally, one of the most overrated things to ever exist, Fanta Lemon. So incredibly overrated, it is unreal. I agree. I'm not a huge fan. I think overrated, overrated here. Folks say that they want, they're like, oh, I can't wait to go on holiday to drink a Fanta Lemon. Like, if you're spending two and a half grand to go on holiday just to drink a Fanta Lemon, like, you need to get a fucking serious Two and a half grand just to go abroad. Jesus. It's different on holiday, though. It's mm. not. I, I would rather just get an orange Fanta or be a fucking grown up and drink an FS or some kind of lager. Yeah. Nah, I, I do like Fanta lemon though. I like lemonade and stuff like no that. No offence, Sean. No offence. I've also um, actually stopped drinking recently, so I'm part of the non drinkers club now. Only for sober October though, eh? Nope. Are you not drinking ever again? Never drinking ever again. Do you know what I'm going to drink for the semi final? Lager. Non-alcoholic. No, yeah, I don't believe you. Non-alcoholic Guinness. Liam, if you're any way clever, you can insert the uh, anchorman. I don't believe you gif at Mark's comment there. How I'm much trying. would you like to wager right now that I will not have a sip of alcohol until uh, before the end, before this year is out? You just said you're not drinking <laughs> so, uh, again, though, so it's not going to matter. It's never again. I can't put a bet on that I'll never drink again because then I'll die and then the bet will be void. And then, but then Craig will be happy in more ways than one. No, yeah, we can't really. say, oh, I'm never going to drink ever again, because you can't bet on that. I could never collect the winnings. Whereas if I say, until the end of the year, at least then it's a deadline that I can collect my winnings. You're not allowed to have a drink for the next 10 years. No, because that's far too long. <laughs> see what I mean? You just said you're <laughs> no, not far too long. Ever again. No, because it means I've got to wait 10 years to collect my winnings. No, no, I just put a reminder in your phone. Yeah, but that still means I've got to wait 10 years before I collect my winnings. Ah, well, I mean, I could say, oh, I'm not going to have a drink until next Tuesday. I bet you. I know, but you'll know because you're a fat, alky bastard. <laughs> ah, true. Hey, enough of the fat. <laughs> um, right. The, for Billy, the, your favourite Scottish international player of all time and your best memory of the national team. Mine's... What was the question? So who's your favourite, so basically your favourite Scotland player of all time? And your best memory of the national team. For me, my best memory would have been McFadden's goal in France. But it was, uh, I have to say, it was Marshall's penalty save. Like, yeah, that, I think that was a, that was that was that. that was as close as I felt. I know I say club before Contrella, but that was as close as I felt as a Hibs fan regarding the the national team. I don't know if it was because of COVID and all that, and that we're all stuck in the house and. 
we couldn't, you know, we were all watching it on the telly on our own. But I remember actually celebrating that. We weren't on our own. Like I had. I know we had that wee party, didn't we? That was such a good night. That was such a good night. That was unreal. Amazing. We were social distancing, of course. I was around at Marks watching it through the tail, through the windy. Yeah. That was a tremendous. That's also my favourite memory of Scotland. But also, that was unreal. In terms of being at a game, um, when we beat Israel three two, when Scott McTominay scored in the last minute. It was one of the best games I've ever actually watched because VAR was brand new and it was just so much happened. We missed a penalty, we got a goal given to us through VAR and then obviously McTominay scored in like the 95th minute and it was absolutely, and that was such an important game in the qualification. It was absolute limbs. That's my favourite moment at Hamden probably. Yeah, I've only been to a couple of Scotland games, none, none really major. I suppose out with that, probably Griffiths' second goal against England, fuck mm. me. I think but for I thought... players, I think I'm going to go McTominay. Yeah, McTominay for me, I think. He's um, either McTominay or McFadden. McFadden seemed to just be like that main guy when I was growing up watching Scotland. Oh, he just used to score belters, eh? Yeah. So like, Kenny, I mean, Kenny Miller used to score all the time say, as well. And Chris Boyd. Say Kenny Miller. Um, by re- more recently, just the way that obviously the fact that he'd like turned the English down and all that. Scott McTominay for me. Mine's is um, John McGinn, just because it, it just kind of feels like it's one of your own. Doing yeah. so well for the country. Um, as for the moments, I would have I would have <laughs> used the one that you used, Craig, about qualifying, and then I was then going to use the Israel one because I was at the game. Um, I'd, I've never really celebrated or been involved in Scotland ones apart from that Israel one at Hamden, and I've never from a national game I've never seen Hamden bounce like that, which was which was great. But because those two have already been mentioned, I'll say sitting in the pub in London when Scotland were playing England in the Euros. We about forty to fifty boys featuring in, um, all drowning out the rest of the English people that were there and pissing everybody off while we were watching the game and watching a Billy Gilmore masterclass. Uh, the the game, game against what? Norway was good as well. The one recently where we scored twice. Yeah. In the last couple of minutes. Ah, that's I can't stop watching that. Those two goals, like that's brilliant. It's the clip where it just shows you like all the way through, as well. Like it doesn't like cut mm. the um, Dyke scoring. I will say it was a bit of a feeling the other day when we qualified purely because Spain had beat Norway. Like it didn't feel like it would have felt aye, so much better aye, if, we'd it done it, bit... if we'd done it when we'd won rather than aye. sort of. I know Do you think that um, McTominay's right. goal should have counted? Yeah. No. Yeah. I actually don't think. See what on reflection, I actually don't think it should have. I think he's interfering with play and he's offside. I don't think he is because the keeper, even if he makes an attempt for it, he's getting nowhere near it. So he's not. He's still got his hand out and he's still he's still in contact with the goalkeeper when he shouldn't be. See if he doesn't do that, it's actually his. I think it was Hendry. See if he doesn't do that and if he just stays where he is, it's a goal because the goalie didn't even go for it. But he's still involved in the uh, the play and he was offside. I think Some, it was what, like how he's managed to get the whip and the trajectory on it from that angle as well. It's the speed of the ball. Oh, unbelievable. I would be spewing. I would be going fucking mental at Jack Hendry. It was Jack Hendry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was I like would be that, going um, ballistic. That was like that one where uh, Ronaldo Kimmy skins. Aye. I think it's Puyol puts Piki on his arse and then dinks Casillas and then Nani just runs in at the back post and boots it in. It's and he's off. And he's off. as well. Was it Noah Rabana chip? A, a what? What are they? What's it, what are they called? Is it Rabana? <laughs> Rabona. Rabona. Rabana. <laughs> Rabana. <laughs> <laughs> Are we Coco Habana? <laughs> uh, 
Right, next one is from uh, Twitter hero Fattest Prick is who decided on what colours Eminem should be? Eminem. Like, who decided what, like, Eminem should be the colour that they are? Like, who decided? Eminem's? Yeah, like, Eminem's, like, the sweetie of Eminem's. The creators of Eminem's, probably. Cheers, Mark. Um, Cheers, Mark, fucking fun sponge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Haley, your first and last choice in a box of celebrations. I've seen this He's question earlier, I'm thinking about it all day. Bounty is always last. First is Malteser. Yeah, I would go the same. I don't, oh, I don't. Uh, Malteser, Malteser for me. Yeah, Malteser first. Bounty last, but celebrations. Sweet. I don't hate bounties. I just prefer the other ones more. I would say Snickers would be first and last would be the um, the Cadbury's with the caramel in it. So they're not celebrations, Mark, so do you want to try that one again? What are they then? What are celebrations? So celebrations are like the, is it like Nestle ones? Snickers, so, no, Snickers are, Snickers and celebrations. So Snickers, Mars bars, Maltesers, Galaxies and all that. What you just described as a Cadbury's hero. A Snickers is in it, is it not? Yeah, but... Our Cadbury's caramel is in, is like well the Galaxy caramel in in caramel. Fucking grow up, man. It's peanut butter and a wee peanut inside a bit of chocolate. I never bother. I was what I said caramel. Yeah, but <laughs> your first choice was a Snicker, which is a peanut inside a bit of chocolate. I okay, but Snickers is a least caramel and a Snickers as well. You fucking idiot. Nah, but no, I know as much, but <laughs> no, no, I'm but going much. Say yeah. you fucking idiot. <laughs> Snickers are elite, mate. No, they're not. Why, why am I getting criticised here as well when I just wanted to display my choice? Why am I getting criticised? You should grow up for not liking Bounty, you freaks. It's just coconut. <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, we didn't say we didn't like it. We just said we'd choose it last. Well, that's basically saying you don't like it. Well, it's not because I'd still eat it. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I, as soon as my brain was like, say this. I, I was looking at you because I knew that you'd be fucking saying that. Uh, Sean, what's your last pick? I know Maltesers is your first. Uh, Bounty, just to piss off Mark. Yeah, I will say though, Twix, Twixies and Heroes are a bit sh- uh, celebration. They're a bit, bit, they're a bit well. dry. I Can like I just dry. say that Twixies are massively, massively underrated, especially the white chocolate ones. Cheers. I like a Twix. I do like a Twix. I like a Twix. I mean, there was somebody in school that used to get called Twix because he got a Twix shoved in his arse. Do you remember that, McLean, though? <laughs> Let's just not be glad we didn't go to that school. Oh, it was a good laugh. And for uh, legal reasons, we can just confirm that Sean's nickname isn't Twix. <laughs> we had Twix and we also had Bud Shit Heat. Uh, burger nipples was, was Helium. No, burger nipples wasn't me. Uh, how good was Scott Brown at David Gray's testimonial on Sunday? Asks Lewis Connor. Also thought that Nick Montgomery had a good game after coming off the bench. I did see a lot of shouts actually. Cliff Pike was saying that we should see if Scott Brown wants to put his managerial aspirations on hold to play for Hibs again. And I, as much as I like Cliff Pike, I do think that is one of the worst takes I've ever seen. He was playing against fat old men. I probably would have looked good out there, man. He, he was what's that boy, Brian? Uh, Brian McClear. You should, have you seen the nick of him? He's yeah, about he's thirty a... stone, and he looks like he's just come under Leaf Bridge. 
Yep. <laughs> That's who he was up against in midfield. No wonder he looked good. Against other Man United legends such as John Rankin. Aye, and fucking Danny Galbraith. <laughs> um... John Rankin, man. He, I remember on, was it Sunday? Was it Sunday or was it Saturday? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Mark texts me fuming, being like, why the fuck is John Rankin the captain for Man United Legends when Darren Fletcher is on the park? I think <laughs> I actually got it wrong because it said on the team sheet that Darren Fletcher was the captain, but John Rankin looked like he was wearing the armband. No, they had black had... armbands on for Cathy Ferguson. Well, it looked like a captain's armband. I just kept having a lot of abuse for the Man United players from Mark on on Sunday. Darren Fletcher, if I was going to give anyone a game, it would be Darren Fletcher. He still looks a player. Uh, from Rab, we've got top three pie fillings. Depends what kind I like of pie a chicken curry pie. Like, I'm, I'm very much a... If there's a butcher's steak pie on the menu, like I am having that every day of the week, twice on a Sunday. It's by far my favourite scram. But if it's a normal wee pie, then we'd go steak, chicken curry and scotch. That's so four. No, but I said if we were going for a normal pie, steak, chicken curry, scotch, that's three. Right. I like it. I do. Yeah, I think, I think I've got to agree. Kebab pie, very unlucky to miss out on kebab, the European spots. Kebab there. pie is up there for me. There was one I had that had like chorizo and kebab and that's how, the best, best pie I've had. No, but how, as a sober man, can you eat a kebab pie and think that's actually really good? Easily. I had two at Bonnyrigg when Hibs split Because, them. do you know what, right? It is only snobs that say that kebab meat is only good when you're pushed. Kebab meat is an elite tier yep. level scram. Correct. No, but it's not in the mood like if you're in the mood for it, it's good. You've got to be in the mood for Donner meat, I think. I had one yeah. I had one of the pies and it was that good I went back for a second. It was brilliant. Respect it. Nice one, Sean. And then finally from Mark the Gardener, Wonders Weekend's Troy. Uh, if you could duplicate a current Hibs player and have them included within the squad, who would it be? A couple of Joe Newells in the middle of the park would be nice. Um, I don't know. I get there's like something like something quite sickening about how much I actually enjoy that I get pissed off at Ellie Ewan. So maybe another one of them. Just as a glutton for punishment. Because imagine I'll go two Dylan Bennies. Could we if I cloned David Marshall, could we play both of them and go at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, David Marshall then. Uh, any anybody you choose though, Mark? Uh Martin Boyle. I suppose. Uh, and finally, we've literally had one come in uh, from Harvey Scott. Get the pod out ASAP. Need it for the flight home from Tenerife. Uh, just for your cheek, it'll be out first thing tomorrow morning. Well, like like how it usually is. Yeah. Right. Happy we do have one in. from Instagram as well. I'm oh, sure we Sorry, so we do. Um, Sean is our social media gadget. Uh, at Ibrox, I'd play a 4-3-3 and put Levitt in for Dodge and put Hallen in for Rocky. I'll beat up his class against Hearts, says uh, Rudy Mulvey. Don't trust any Hibs fan with the first name Rudy. For Rudy. obvious reasons. Uh, but nah, um, 4-3, nah. Like I, I think Sean said earlier, uh, he'll stick to his, Monty will stick to his principles. I agree with the changes, though. I would absolutely love to see Paul Hanlon coming in because... I just can't bear to watch Rocky for 90 minutes again, if I'm being totally <laughs> honest. 
Whisper it though, whisper it, he was actually alright at Tynecastle. Was he? Yeah, he was. He heeded the ball a couple of times, and then yeah. whenever the ball was at his feet or whenever he had a clear pass on, he put it at the park. Yeah, but... To be fair, I will, give him his, I will give him credit. He did defend all right sometimes. But yeah, well, um, that's it, lads. We're happy to call that an ep. Phenomenal. Um, yes. Perfect. Right, so we will be back early next week to review the Rangers game and look ahead to the Celtic game. As always, keep an eye out on our socials, the Hibs Ramble. Mark will be providing us with uh, up-to-date content from Ibrox, seeing as he's stone-cold sober. Um, he'll be getting the photos for the for the Insta and whatnot. If you are going to the game, let us know. If you get any decent photos at the game, let us know. We'll share it on the Hibs Ramble on X and insta but other than that enjoy your weekend lads and we'll see you next week see you later let's get ready to rumble